it's Marin here. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to bring you today's video. Today's video is on diet, which is the first acronym of DRESS that we talked about in the five areas of health. That video is up there, or you can check it in the link below. Sorry this has taken so long to get to you guys. I've lost this clip, like I don't know how many times I've filmed this, but this is not gonna happen today. You're going to get this video. And before I get started, I wanna let you guys know there are all different types of diets out there. I'm not here to let you know which one's the best one for you or which one is the solution or the perfect diet for everybody in the world. In fact, what I wanna do is bring you guys some tips and ideas that will help you better understand your body so that you can begin to develop dietary practices and nutritional understandings that is best for you. And the best way that I like to recommend this is to start by doing some blood tests. You can start by your blood type. Some people like to start there and kind of work their way out and figure out which one's best for them. But I really recommend doing food sensitivity and allergy testing. That way you're able to see which foods you may or may not know are causing more harm than good. Also, I wanna let you guys know that when it comes to your physical well-being, I truly believe this is a huge, important factor to living the best life possible and becoming the best person that we can be because this is our vehicle in which we perceive and receive and function throughout our lives. So it's really important to make sure that our vehicle is in really good shape so that we can ultimately live and perform the best as we go out there. I know that makes sense to you and that's something that I preach a lot, but I just wanted to make sure that you guys understand our hormones are based on our diet and our lifestyle practices. So the whole point of the series is to make sure that we understand how to fine tune that and improve it as we go along the way. So step one is something that I've covered lightly in other videos, but that is to remove all food culprits that can cause issues. And this is something that I don't expect you to do right away or cold turkey on everything, but it was something that was introduced to me when I was sick and ended up having amazing results. And so so these top five foods cause a lot of problems, especially if you consume them regularly or large amounts of them. And what we want to do is switch out or trade out those habits with more positive habits. So the top food culprits are processed foods. This includes anything boxed, prep meals, fast foods, even restaurants. You guys know why processed foods is bad. There's a lot of stuff that is hard on the system to digest. It's always just kind of mixed together and it's just really super tough and a lot of it doesn't add as much nutritional value as say whole foods does. So if you can cut or limit the processed foods, that's gonna make a major difference. Next is going to be dairy. And a lot of people might ask why dairy? You know, what about calcium, fats, and proteins? There are so many different ways now, especially to get those really good benefits from other foods that don't come with the negative side effects that dairy does. One being that dairy is not really in its whole form. It's not really good for us the way that it's made. And it causes a lot of inflammation. And we're gonna go a little bit more deeper into inflammation a little bit later. But there's so many good dairy alternatives that you can try out there. And as long as you're making sure that you're gonna meet all your nutrient levels, then you're good to go. Next, I'm gonna talk about refined sugars. Refined sugars is a huge culprit that a lot of people don't really understand the weight of what it does. And the way that it functions in our brains and our bodies is very similar to an addictive drug or substance. And so refined sugar is something that really shifts chemicals in the brain. It really shifts hormone levels. It causes a lot of inflammation. And ultimately over a long period of time, it causes a lot of damage. That was something that really screwed up my adrenal system. And so if you can remove yourself from refined sugars, I'm not gonna say completely, like I still like enjoying stuff. You guys saw me eating marshmallows for sure. But to be very deliberate and not addicted to it, that's the place that you wanna be in. If you wanna know whether or not you're addicted to refined sugars, just try cutting them out for a few days. If you find you're having a really hard time, then you know that it's probably time to 
get off the hook. And one of the best ways that I like to recommend doing this is to allow yourself as much fresh fruit sugars as possible. I used to juice a lot of oranges or drink a lot of fresh coconut water to really get myself off and really cut the sugars for as much as three weeks. It sounds crazy, but the withdrawals and all the symptoms that come with cleansing off of the refined sugars really takes about a whole month. And it's the toughest thing that you can do. But as long as you have fresh fruits, I find it really manageable. And then you can start to slowly get off the fruit sugars and once in a while incorporate some fun refined foods. Something that acts very similarly to refined sugar as far as a havoc that it wreaks in our body is caffeine. If you drink this daily or all the time, you're really causing your adrenals to pump out a lot of extra. You're not able to listen to your body because the caffeine overrides what you may or may not need as far as tiredness or sleep and energy goes. And it's also super, super acidic. So acidity causes inflammation. Again, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in the next step. If you can get off the caffeine hook, I used to be addicted to caffeine, I used caffeine for a while and then I moved to tea and then herbal tea so that there was no more caffeine and made a huge difference in my life and now I enjoy coffee every once in a while but I don't even feel like I need it at all and the last thing that I want to talk about is meat and I'm not here to tell you have to be vegan or you should go all plant-based but what I've discovered in my own life is that consuming lots of meats or meats regularly causes more damage than good and this is because our meats don't come from a good place in the first place most of the meats that we consume are that available to us in the stores come from factory farms and these animals are not getting fed well they're not getting treated well it's really unsanitary so they get pumped up with lots of antibiotics to make sure that we can actually eat them without getting sick and all this stuff is stored within the fats of these meats our fat cells are like extra storage for things that our bodies can't process so toxins and chemicals and everything else that is really difficult for them to process if we eat those meats we're consuming them putting them into our body and there's no way that our body can handle all of that too especially if we're consuming lots or on a daily basis and then we then store them into our own fat cells and that's why studies now show that people who consume lots of meat specifically high fat meat have a lot more issues in health diseases illness cancer etc so at the very least try to reduce your meat intake and try to get it from a clean source if you're still going to continue eating meat the next step I want to talk about is understanding your pH balance in your body and this is so important we talked about inflammation and pH balance talks about how acidic our body or our blood levels are and when we're in an acidic environment acidity tends to promote inflammation and create sort of a fertile soil for illness and disease to take place it also increases issues like soreness achiness if you have arthritis all that sort of thing we don't want to be inflamed because our body in an inflamed state is in a digressing state so we want to make sure that we're in an alkaline healing state which for us is around 7.0 we can be too alkaline but most of the time we don't have to worry about that because most of what we put in our mouths are acidic forming. This really comes down to the mixture of foods. A lot of people want to say like, well, an orange is good and a salad is good. But if you mix an orange and salad, it becomes highly acidic forming. And so understanding what the concoction, or I like to say it's kind of like a science experiment. Once you mix all the chemicals together and put it in the pot, we don't know what's going to happen, you know? So keeping your diet as simple as possible and not mixing complex foods together, that's really going to help. I really like to say fat and sugar or starch and fat, those are things that don't mix really well. They seem to cause more inflammation, higher glucose level spikes in the body, and sort of an addictive cycle that's hard to get out of. And so for me, what works for me is I like to start 
with high sugars, fresh fruits in the morning, move into more of my fresh veggies and salads in the afternoon, then introduce a little more starch and grain towards the mid-afternoon, and then eat my higher fats like my avocados, coconut yogurt, oils, or any of those things in the evening before bedtime. And my body seems to process it really well that way. But again, play around with it and see what works well for you. Some people, they like different types of timing. And this is what I'm gonna talk about for step three, is understand your timing and get to know what works best for you. A great example of this was when I was trying to lose weight, and yes, I was overweight at some point in my life. I ate five to six small meals a day, and that really helped me lose weight for a long time. But there got to a point a few years later where it became really stressful to try to make myself eat five to six times a day, and I didn't realize it was because I wasn't hungry, like I really didn't need it. And while it worked for me in the beginning, I realized that I didn't have to eat so much later, and then I went to intermittent fasting and that really helped me during that point in my life so realize there are ebbs and flows and you just have to try and see what works but realize that there's never really one permanent fix or solution we're always flowing as we grow and as our stress levels and lifestyle change and the environment changes around us so i think it's really important to understand the timing that works really well for your body and also really important to try to eat a good two to three hours before bedtime so that your body can really take the time to digest and process and have free space to cleanse and heal rather than working on digestion throughout the whole night. At least this is what's worked really well for me, but test it out and see what works well for you. Lastly, I wanna talk about water and hydration. I pound this in anytime that I get an opportunity to because our body is 70 to 80% water and it carries the toxins out, it replenishes the cells, so we need to make sure that we're staying hydrated all the time and a lot of people who don't stay hydrated notice that just by drinking the right amount of water it can help increase fat loss because it's moving more crap out of the system and you're replenishing yourselves it just feels good and it's not holding on to like whatever water it can get because water retention occurs from not drinking enough water so the amount of water you want to drink is at least half of your body weight in pounds converted to ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you wanna drink at least 75 ounces a day. If you live in a hot, dry area like I do, or you're super active and you sweat a lot like me, I always recommend drinking your body weight in pounds converted into ounces. And so it feels really good. You really wanna make sure you don't guzzle it all in one sitting. You gotta drink it throughout the day. I usually drink half of mine throughout the day and then the other half at night. You'll find a system that works for you. And in the beginning, you might feel like you have to pee all the time. Don't worry, that goes away after about a week as long as you stay consistent. So that is it as far as diet goes. I just want to start there. I know that's like a lot of stuff for some of you guys that might be starting out. Again, don't be too hard on yourself. It's really equally as important to take the baby steps and feel really good about it. If there's any guilt or if there's any shame in what you're doing or if you feel like super bad about not getting it right, those causes a shift in hormones that don't help us either. So praise your victories, you know, be give yourself a pat on the back for doing a really good job. And if you make mistakes, it's okay. Just continue to take steps forward. As long as you're improving, that's the most important thing. So if you like this video, please make sure you give it a thumbs up. I like getting that feedback from you guys just to make sure that I'm putting content that you find valuable out there. If you feel like you have any questions or concerns, stick them in the comments below. I also wanna pick a few more t-shirt winners. I thank you guys so much who participated last time and I still have a few more shirts that I can give away. I am out of a size large, but I will find you, comment, and place you in the comments below if you won a t-shirt and hopefully just get in touch with me via social media so I could get your t-shirt size and the address that I need to send it to. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Be good, be great, be grateful, and 
Have yourself a nice day. I will see you in the next video. Ciao.